Hello, Basecamp. This is week two of the Basecamp training program. This is a base building program designed to help you get within 12 weeks to 18 weeks to a position where you feel fit enough to train. This week, I'd like to start off with a few housekeeping items. So for details on what I mean by quality, speed economy, long run, medium long run, and many and a whole bunch of other topics that you might have questions about, please check out the frequently asked question page um, that you can link to on the Basecamp private website location. It's really important, especially as we're here in week two and each subsequent week as we go on, that you remember that the program is designed to be followed in order, to go from week one to week two to week three, and cause, because each week builds on the week before it. And a lot of times the concepts that I'll be discussing will have been mentioned or discussed in more detail on the previous week or two previous week before's episodes. So I don't want you to miss out on important information. But if for some reason you still have questions or haven't been thorough enough, which has been known to happen on occasion, then please feel free to ask your questions on the Facebook page or you can email me directly at sisson at tellusrunning.com, whichever way works best for you. All right, well, let's jump right into week two's training details. It's not a whole lot of differences between this week and last week, but one thing I want to discuss right at the outset is this idea of adaptation and how stresses have to change over time in order for adaptations to take place. So the basic concept here is a physiological concept, one based on biology, that says that if you stress the body consistently over time, it will improve. However, those stresses must change. There must be some, be some variability and some variation in those training stresses in order for you to get the full benefit from them. For example... If you did this week, we're going to add two more pickups in our pickup runs. The reason for that is that if we just kept things static and the same, you might not get the same amount of improvement that you would have gotten otherwise. So philosophically, from a training perspective, my method and the method that we're espousing here basically just in continues to add a little bit of variation, a little bit of flexibility, and a little bit of change to a pretty consistent model so that we can get variation. Those variations can create the kind of training responses that we're looking for. So just keep that in mind as a general principle that we'll be following throughout this whole program. So this week's quality workout, the easy run, you have an easy run of four miles with six times one minute pickups. Now, if you feel comfortable going a little further than four miles on this, you're welcome to, but I wouldn't go above six because now you're approaching the distance of your long run and you also have a medium run in there. But I do understand that at this early juncture in this program, there may be some of you that are a little further along in your mileage and I don't want you to feel absolutely required to stick to the four mile distance. However, if you're someone who came to this program with about a 20, 15 to 20 mile a week um, training background, then you are going to want to be pretty consistent about keeping this mileage a little bit on the lower side and, and not stretch yourself too quickly or too fast. My program is really designed in order to allow you to slowly progress, but we still need to take into consideration that there are new stresses on your body and there's a consistent program in place that might be a lot of change for how your body has been doing work. So Again, just pay attention to that, okay? 
So hopefully you're starting to get a grasp on the easy running concept. I know that it takes some getting used to. So many people just want to run, jump right in to a program and run hard all the time. And I discussed last week all the reasons why you wouldn't want to do that. But the benefits of running easy significantly outweigh the benefits of running fast. Of course, unless you're being chased by a lion. And then, of course, the benefits of running fast are pretty obvious. But we know from last week that I gave you a lot of physiological reasons why the work wants to be done in the way that I suggest and that why easy running is so important to the program. Okay? So one note I want to uh, make a point of is one that was brought up on some questions on the Facebook page. was a note about breathing through your nose. So if you tried this, you get serious bonus points, okay? I know some people were just going to roll their eyes and maybe not do it, but I know that one or two of you did because you mentioned it on the Facebook page. So I brought it up and I will continue to recommend it only if it shows you, if only to show you how important breathing is to the running easy. By asking you to close your mouth and breathe through your nose, you very quickly realize, goodness, I need to get more oxygen in even at an easy pace. So the reason I do it is I want you to get oxygen in from any orifice you can, from your ears, from your nose, from anywhere you can. But by closing your mouth and breathing out of your nose, you begin to realize pretty quickly that you're running faster than you need to. I don't expect you to run four miles with just breathing out of your nose. That's too much. But I use it as a way to get your attention to get you to focus on breathing, to get you to understand that breathing is so crucial and critical and a way for you to know how easy or how hard you're running, okay? So keep, a mo- keep in mind that occasionally checking your breathing through your nose will allow you to become more aware and conscious of how oxygen rules everything in this game of running, okay? Your breathing is crucial. So just keep that in mind and keep playing with it as it works for you. Another thing about breathing is, it's important, keep your breathing rhythmic. Even at easy paces, you want to be sure that your breathing is in a consistent, constant rate, that you keep it relaxed and calm and in a consistent way. Typically for people running very easy, they don't even notice their breath. As you get more and more experience down the line, it won't be something you have to work on keeping in a rhythm because you'll be relaxed and easy and it'll just come and flow Um, without much effort. However, for many people who are beginning a program and starting to add quality, they do need to focus on the rhythm of it and think about it being in a consistent and smooth and controlled rhythm throughout. That's another hallmark of running easy. So another thing I want to comment too about with running easy is something that's a little bit more of a bigger picture question. And this is the idea of checking in with your body, okay? Check in with your body when you're running easy. First, relax. Check your face, your neck, your shoulders. How loose and relaxed are they? How are they moving and floating up and down? Are you, or are you tensing up and feeling tight? Relax your face, your neck, and your shoulders. Where that starts, everything else flows, okay? Check your hands. Are your hands down at about where your waistband is, moving straight back and forth? Are your elbows pulling straight back? not from side to side. You want to keep your hands soft and relaxed. All of these, both your face, neck, shoulders, and then into your arms and your hands, play a really big, crucial part of staying relaxed, and staying relaxed is a really big part of running easy, okay? 
Now, the next thing I want you to do is really important. Start paying attention. I used to say all the time, listen to your body. But I'm starting to kind of reformulate that concept. And I'm moving it into an area I'm calling now, pay attention. Why? Because there's more to sensing than just listening to your body. And listening indicates that you're only using one sense, your sense of hearing. So when I, what I mean by paying attention is what signals are being sent to your body. Just listen. Just pay attention. What's your effort at? What's your breathing like? How are your feet pushing off the ground? What do you feel? What do you see? What do you hear? These are crucial, crucial pieces of what you're doing when you're paying attention. One key concept that is not usually discussed in um, introductory kind of programming is this idea of proprioception. Proprioception is a sense of the body, a sensing of the body, in which it can tell where it sits in relation to gravity, to the space around it, to the ground as it comes up. It's having the ability to sense where your body is in space. And that's a really important concept to understand in checking in with your body and paying attention and knowing where you're at. And proprioception is a great way to test if you're running easily because it won't be something you have to pay really close attention to. For a better idea of what proprioception is, pick a hiking trail. Get out on a single track trail that might have some um, pretty technical terrain, and you'll quickly realize the big difference in the way that your body handles with sight and hearing and depth perception, what's going on with your body in its space. Proprioception is an important thing to realize and to know is going on, and it will really help you pay more attention to your body. All right? Well, I don't want to go too much further down that. That's an entire podcast episode in and of itself. But going back to our workout for this week in the quality workout, you're running easy four miles and interspersed in those four miles are six pickups of one minute in duration. And I'm going to limit the recovery between those of three to four minutes. Before we did one minute and five minutes of easy running, I want to go one minute and four, three to four minutes. The reason for that is just I'm worried that we'll run up against the distance of four miles and that you won't be able to get all of those strides in um, or pickups in as necessary. If you find that you run out of mileage to get the pickups in, then just leave it where it is. It's not that big a deal. But if you limit that um, recovery to three or four minutes, that gives you an extra minute. And over the course of six reps, that's another six to 12 minutes, which will make a big difference in how far you're running um, overall in the run. Okay? Again, I'll just remind you of what a pickup is. So you're running at a pace that's just a little bit faster than your easy pace. You should feel a little bit quick, a little bit sprightly, but you should still be relaxed and smooth. It's not a sprint or a hard effort. You should be fully recovering after every one of these pickups and being ready to start it again after your easy section, okay? Just be sure that you don't get it carried away and start getting faster and faster throughout the run. It could be very easy to get overly excited and start to get carried away with this exciting new program. Be sure that you go back to a very easy pace before each and every pickup. Okay, moving on to our speed economy workout. So this week, we're going to introduce straights and curves. We've got two times one mile of straights and curves. So straights and curves are a bread and butter workout for TELUS running. These are very similar to strides, but are implemented differently. So you run an easy 15 to 20 minute warm up to get to a track. 
I prefer this session to be done on a track, if at all possible. If you don't have a track, you can, it can be accommodated on a flat road, but you want to set your smartwatch up to beep every 100 meters, okay? On a track, you can start on a track, though, is how I'm going to describe this workout. So you find your track, you've done your warm-up to get there, and you're going to start at the start line, which means you'll go right into a curve. So the curve part of straights and curves is very easy jogging. I like to call it a pitter-pat jog. That means as easy as you can do it while still running. I don't want it to be a walk. We're not working on walking at this point. And those of you who are run walking, you may need to do that. That's okay. But if you're already running, then I'd like to keep it a really easy jog. And then you stride when you get to the straightaway or the section when the, when the t- curve ends and you're on a straight section, then you do a stride. Strides are like I discussed last week in the stride section could also be considered a pickup, but pickups are usually a little bit slower than strides. So you go into a stride, and then as you get approach the next curve, take your foot off the gas pedal. That means let off on your effort. Don't put the brakes on. Just let off on your effort. You'll slowly slow down to a very easy, slow pace. Run pitter-pat jog easily around the curve, and then as you get to the straightaway again, build into a nice, strong stride. And you'll do that eight times for a total of four laps around the track. Those of you who are utilizing the road, just set your smartwatch to 100 meters, and every 100 meters, start a stride, and as you finish the next 100 meters, relax, take your foot off the gas pedal, and run really, really easily, and that will simulate what's going on with the straight and a curve. Now, if you're doing um, 100 on and 100 off using a smartwatch, you will not do 800 meters, you won't do eight reps, which would be 16 on and offs, um, twice, you'll just want to go to the point in which you reach a mile, okay? Don't worry exactly about where that sits because um, usually with a build and a building up and a letting off, there's it doesn't come out to exactly 100 meters in each case. So just keep in mind that you're going one mile of those straights and curves, and then you take a three to five minute rest where you just stand around or walk or jog very easily, get some water, recuperate, recover, and then do a second repetition of one miles of straights and curves. Okay, your cool down is whatever you need to get to about four miles worth of distance. Okay, so it may be for some of you, you don't do any cool down at all. Or maybe you'll do a lap or two laps of very easy running. The key thing here is that we're just doing a little bit of picking up and slowing down. The whole basis of these first two weeks is just getting you used to accelerating and relaxing, running a little faster and then running a little bit easier. Okay. I have a full description of what I mean by a stride. I talked about that last week, and I've also typed that up in the um, training sheet notes for week two. You can look at them there. So for our long run, our 30 to 40 mile per week build schedule has a four to six miles of easy running. Our 40 to 50 mile per week long run scheduled is six miles of easy running. And our 50 to 60 miles per week, those of you who are building to that mileage, you all have eight miles of easy running. Of course, that's flexible. You can adjust that as you need to. Um, And keep in mind that this week you'll also be doing a medium long run as indicated on your training macrocycle. Great. Well, now I'm going to move on into our fundamentals topic. This is a, a very important topic to me. And the topic is consistency. It's my belief that the single most important aspect of training 
both physically and mentally, is consistency. A commitment to excellence requires a long game. You need to be thinking long term. Even though you're in a program that is only 12 weeks to 18 weeks long, it's still crucial and critical that you be considering your, where you want to be in a longer term perspective. I suggest usually 18 weeks, 18 months, 24 months, 36 months, whatever it is, what you're doing is you're looking at where do you want to be? What do you want to be building to? Where are you getting to? Why is that so important? Because if you think from the longer term perspective, you'll realize how important each and every day is. Frequently when we are inconsistent, it's because we have no long-term goal for where we want to be. You probably consistently make it to work. You probably consistently change your oil on your vehicle. You probably consistently deposit money into your bank account. Why do you do those things? Because you understand the end goal, the end result. It's necessary to do the kind of maintenance to get yourself to where you want to be. And so I highly suggest that you consider consistency as the hallmark of your program and that you be in a position where you're thinking from a long-term perspective. Long-term is day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, race-to-race, season-to-season, year-to-year, decade-to-decade. Long-term, I'm talking decades If you're really serious about this base building program and you're going to be utilizing it to take you into a longer-term perspective of where you want your running to be, you must accept and understand that consistency is absolutely the most important aspect of your training. So there are two basic mindsets that I found in humans. I know it's a little bit dangerous to make some kind of broad, sweeping generalization of the human species. However, in my experience of working with runners, they fall into two basic mental mindset kind of camps. Planners and deciders, okay? So planners are those who like order, schedule, tracking, analytics. You want to check the boxes off. You want to know where you're going and how you're getting there. You have no problem understanding that one plus one equals two and how you get from place to place to get what you want done. Perhaps you set to-do lists. Maybe you look at your, you've got your um, day-to-day schedule mapped out on a schedule, right? There's those of you who are planners, right? There's another group of you who are I call deciders. By that I mean that you're a little bit more free flow. Chaos reigns a little bit more. You commit to any and all things. You're in like a free-floating space. Um, this is a category I fall into, which is perhaps why I understand the mindset pretty well. So if you're a planner, you need to plan for consistency. If you're a little more free-flowing and you have a little more chaos in your world, deciding is important. What do I mean by that? I mean, planning is make the plan, do what it takes to keep you consistent. If you're more free-flowing, decide that consistency is a crucial and critical and important part of the process. Planners, I don't have to explain it too much, you plan. Deciders, however, keep making that decision. Day in, day out. Week in, week out. Month in, month out. Race to race. Season to season. Year to year. And you will be running decade to decade. 
All right, I want to address another issue. This is the idea that we've got to run every single day or every single day has to be hard. I see this sometimes. Every damn day you'll hear, no days off. Tracksmith, which is a, a running brand, has a, has a, I've seen a calendar that they have where it states really big, no days off. And I understand what they mean by that. They mean that their mindset should be that you never take a day off. But I don't buy it. I don't think you should get sucked into the bullshit tough guy mentality of every single day being crucial and critical of utter importance. Some days will be more important. Some days will be less important. When you focus on every damn day or never taking a day off, it's too much of a rah-rah, go-fight team win, must-happen bullshit attitude. This is much more about what happens day-to-day, week-to-week, month-to-month, and ongoing from there, okay? The idea is that you stay the course, not that you have some short-term objective, but that you've got some longer-term, long game that you have in play. I like to call it an infinite game. Finite games are those kinds of games that happen where there's a winner and a loser, and it's known when you finish what is, which is which. Infinite games means that the game never ends in play. While you might have a finish to something, it is only the start to the next thing. So keep yourself in a mindset of an infinite game and a long game. But however, stay the course. Stay on the plan. Decide if you're a decider. The next part beyond having an excellence, having a commitment to excellence and looking at it from a long-term perspective is you must have a consistency. Consistency is also belief. All right, you need to face the fear that you have. Face the fear that you might not be enough. You are enough. All you have to do is show up. Keep showing up. Demand it of yourself. Face the fear that you are not enough by doing, by deciding, by making it happen. You have to believe in your inherent worth and recognize your inherent worth. And if you don't, then fake it till you make it. Why? Because after you stay consistent for six weeks, 12 weeks, 18 weeks, I promise you, you will know that you are enough just by showing up. There's nothing like the sport of running to help you believe in yourself. But you've got to face this initial fear. The fear that you don't have it, that you're not going to make it, that something's going to stop you along the way. The only thing that's going to stop you, I promise you, is you. Stay the course. Keep showing up. Demand it of yourself. The next piece here is trust the training. Belief in your training is absolutely critical. Now, you don't have to believe in me, okay? Believe in the results of the programming that we've done and the years of trial and error that I have created over many, many years to create this program and also believe and know that I have a love and respect for all my athletes, that's you all, and the program itself. I want the best for you, okay? Here's the thing. The program has legs. It's been tried and tested. I've used 25 years of executing this program and other programs to optimize for success for people. So you can trust it. In order to be consistent, you have to believe in the thing that you're doing. I like to say, if it's real, it can take the pressure. This program 
is real. I trust it. You can trust it. And finally, an important piece of this puzzle is trusting your body, believing that your body knows what to do. Just do the work and get the fuck out of the way with your head, okay? The work is simple. It's concrete. It's written out easily. Just make the commitment. Believe that your body can do it. You need to believe in yourself that you're enough. Believe in the training and understand it to be effective and it will get you to where you need to be. And believe that your body will stand up, will hold up, and it can do this. If you don't have that, it's going to be hard for you to stay consistent. And if you have a challenge with that, reach out to me. Send me an email um, or talk about it on the Facebook page. This is crucial and critical. Consistently, consistency requires a belief in the program that you're doing. And finally, the point I want to make about consistency, big, hairy, audacious goals I call BHAGs, command performances, which is a concept I've come up with and discussed, or not come up with, but I discuss on um, the Telos Runnings core principles page if you want to read more about it. These big, hairy, audacious goals are only accomplished in the quiet, lonely hours of getting in the runs and being committed to a long game. If you've signed up for this program at any point in time and you're here in the second week, you know you want this. You long for these, the ability to have a goal that scares you and makes you nervous but yet makes you feel alive. And the way you get that accomplished is in the quiet, lonely hours of putting one mile in after the other. This program is designed to get you there. There's a great novel written in the 1970s by the author John L. Parker called Once a Runner. And in it, his protagonist, his main character, his name's Quentin Cassidy, he makes a comment and a statement that I love to quote. He says, the miles of trials and the trials of miles. Miles of trials and trials of miles. There's nothing more real than that. That's a fundamental concept of consistency. Do the work, the results follow. I wish you well on your journey this week. If you have any questions or concerns, please reach out to me or on the Facebook. Godspeed, y'all. Keep putting in the work.